When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply that you can't see. Uh, this content is being sent to a third party. Oh, that's Wayne sending that. Yes, I'm going. I'm going live now. Screw it. We'll just start doing the show right now. There you go. So early. Yep. Why not? Hi, y'all. Hi. Hello. Greetings and salutations. Greetings. Uh, let me let me just do the intro just for the hell of it. Come right back. Well, hello there. What's going on? What's up? Welcome, everybody, to the uh, Rats Out Review Spectacular, the end of the year. <coughs> You're okay, Tony? What's the matter? You got a little cold? I just drank some water, and it just oh. uh, didn't go down correctly. Well, there's your first problem. Water's terrible. <clears throat> <laughs> How is everybody? Great. Good. Good. Doing pretty good. All right. Pretty good. Yeah. Right. there's a bunch of more people coming in here i just uh i decided to start the show early let's just see what happens everybody's just going to come in randomly and we're going to be on air so it's fine by <laughs> me lisa i know you got a bunch of stuff going on and you came on yeah. early and you got to get out early so what's going on with you? yeah it's, it's been a while man i haven't seen you for a while i think it's almost been a year or it has been a it's year crazy yeah well you know i've got family stuff going on elder care with my mother-in-law and and uh, but at least she's very cute and uh, and good natured. So and she, and she has a really cute Brooklyn accent. So that doesn't hurt either. <laughs> uh, but I'm busy with music and, you know, I'm a blues musician by trade. I got a gig tonight and uh, yeah. but I'm recording another White Chrome album. So oh. uh, that's in the works. Really <laughs> taking a lot of time. It's like my spare time project. It's hard to make a record in your spare time, but you can do it. If yeah. Wayne Noon can do it, Lisa Man can do it too. So right. And hundred yeah, times better so, than I could. You know, most of these songs are written. I've been playing guitar, trying to play guitar, the tiny little frets and little <laughs> spaces. Far? They're just so tiny. I don't get it. Yeah. How far are you into the album? Uh we have drum tracks for four. I think there's gonna be seven tracks. Uh, I'm going to go for like that 40, between 40 and 45 minute total length because I want to do vinyl. People oh, just okay. aren't purchasing CDs the way they used to. Right. And uh, people love vinyl. And I've got some kick-ass artwork. Man, you are going to love this artwork. I'm serious, Wayne. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you you got to show it to me. You got to show it to me. Yeah, I will show it to you. All yes, right, good. Where, who are you, who's doing the artwork? Uh, there's a young... Uh, guy named misha mono 
Uh, you can find him um, on a bunch of different websites. Uh, he, and I'll look at the camera. Hello, everybody. Um, uh, he escaped Russia. He's a young guy. He's in his 20s. He escaped Russia when the war broke out because they were going to conscript him. All these guys that you see dying on the battlefield, so many of them, they're just random Joes that they just pull up, pull up in a truck and say, get in, kid, you're going. So he left the country and he started, this is a year ago, he started raising money to get out, at least a year ago, to get out of there. And then he's trying to get from Georgia, the country of Georgia, to the EU proper and he put out this request for people to buy his artwork. So I really started looking at his artwork. I was like, ah, okay, I got some ideas, man. So he's really, really talented. And it just happened to coincide when I had need for artwork and he had need for, for some traveling money. And uh, I'm really happy. I'm stoked. Larry London, been doing drums, been back at uh, Opal Studio uh, in Portland with Kevin Hahn, engineering, producing. And uh, and uh, Jason Moser from Splintered Throne is going to throw down a couple solos because wow, uh, I'm still I'm still pretty I'm, I mean I played bass but you know I'm still pretty thin on the on the guitar solo department. <laughs> yeah, very cool, very cool. What's going on with Splintered Throne? Any uh, new music? Oh yeah, we're working on new music too, man. Wow, you're busy. Just, yeah, I just wrote a bunch of lyrics for a new song. And it sounded really good. It's like a cross between Maiden and Judas Priest and Dio and Merciful Fate is this song. It's like, it's got, you'll dig it because it's got a real Merciful Fate like story. All right. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. But a it's ghost. Good. Very good. So you've been you've been pretty busy. I mean, like I said, we, we usually yeah. do the King Diamond podcast, and I've asked you like a hundred thousand times, and you were either uh, in another country or just busy with whatever you got going on. But yeah. it's just been so much stuff going on. But I'm glad to see that you're finally back out and playing all your shows and stuff because you were really missing that during the pandemic. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, yeah, I'm actually January is going to be pretty slim, and I'm glad, frankly. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, maybe you can get the we can get that podcast going again. Yes. We got one we'll more, one more episode. Yes. Uh, hello, Alex. Wait, what's up, dude? What's going on? Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to butcher your last name. It's Abushan. That's pretty good. We'll take that. Pretty good. Close enough, right? Too many damn vowels, dude. Like, really, that's about what that comes down to. <laughs> A nice picture of Bob Ross you got there, by the way. Dude, I love Bob. You can't go wrong with Bob. Well, who, who doesn't like Bob Ross? It fits the space right. Like, I get, uh, whenever I talk to people on here and we talk about the shelf, and they're like, why don't you just, like, use that space where bob is i got a window right there so it kind of you know the shelf would run into the window we don't like that <laughs> gotcha gotcha uh i was just on your podcast well i wasn't on it but i, I did a little thing for your show about the yeah, uh, collecting cds and tell people about your podcast oh it's the cd collectors podcast it's the show where we talk music merchandise and everything physical media through the cd collectors perspective which is a fancy way of saying we nerd out about cds and talk about music and stuff so wayne was kind enough as you can see in wayne's background and if you watch any of his videos my man got a killer collection <laughs> I, so. I got a stack right here too uh, oh man. right here on my on my table here what we got is that the year-end uh, wrap-up or is that just new stuff no i, I do another podcast with uh, ralph Vieira. i don't know if you know who ralph Vieira is but um we were doing uh our favorite and least favorite of black sabbath kiss judas priest and um what else i think that was it yeah that was it so this was my stack of my least and, and favorites right on i've got a whole thing about sabbath and the do era that i just 
don't care for whatsoever. I know that's going to be a controversial opinion on. Okay, we've had enough of you, Alex. Have a good night. <laughs> I'm an Aussie get man, out. damn it. Get him out of here. Get him out. <laughs> uh, He's starting so, to grow on me. Rainbow I can deal with, but I can't do the Dio Sabbath stuff. I don't know why. Yeah, Tony, I saw, you, I saw you give Alex the side eye. What do you think about that? Uh, it um, doesn't really bother me at all. It's all subjective. It is. And I, it is. And I was actually not giving him the side eye. Um, I, I don't have anything behind me to show how many CDs and vinyl albums I actually have, but he probably would be pretty proud of my collection as well. So, oh man, we yeah. should talk. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of kind of rarities that I own, but um, most of that is on the other side of where this booth is. So, there you go. Right on. And Tony, what? Tony, you used to actually used to work with Halloween. Are you wearing all the Halloween memorabilia just as bad as I am? I have tons of Halloween socks. I'm wearing Halloween shirts. Yeah. So I will tell you that I went nuts with some of their merchandise. This is a lot of stuff I haven't worn, but um, yeah, I ended up getting a new flag for my background. Um, I needed one bad. I usually swap those out, hmm. uh, but this is actually a hat that for whatever reason they really weren't selling on tour here but yeah i own a lot of stuff by them i have a lot of crazy a lot of crazy stories but a lot of um there's a lot of halloween merchandise in my in my collection we'll put it that way yeah well they have tons of stuff to buy did you buy the keychains they just released keychains like the beginning of the year i have the keychains you do have actually yeah that the keychains are sitting somewhere here they look really nice. I really wanted to get them, but there's was, was just so many of them. Well, th they look too nice to where I'd never want to use them. Right, right. That's the thing. They would just sit on a shelf somewhere and they wouldn't. Correct. Be... Although they make a good decoration in yeah. specific areas. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, I've known those guys a very long time. Back, back before social media existed. Right, right. Yeah, because I remember you used, used to uh, actually do their website and uh I was yep. so jealous. I was so jealous of you back then too, because I was like, "Who's this Tony Webster guy?" And and how did he get in touch with my favorite band? And how's he doing? Let me let me put it to you this way: the story behind it is, it, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting story, uh, but essentially, it happened when the internet really wasn't all that big. Right. Let's put it that way. It started off as a project. It, it sort of just happened. I mean, that's probably the best way to put it. So um, I will say if you're going to talk about end of the year things was actually getting my 17 year old son to meet them because he's a huge metalhead. And, you know, Alex would be very proud, too, because he's also a collector. Nice. So so um, but he got to meet them for the first time. And the ironic thing about about that is he, the day he was born is the same day as uh, he shares Andy Darris's birthday. Let's put it that way. Oh, OK. Cool. So. You know, I remember sending Andy a picture. Go, hey, he's born to see, he's born on your birthday, and it kind of like it was pretty cool. So he finally got to meet him. And uh, you, you know, the really cool thing about it is that those guys, you know, knowing he knowing about him and and knowing he was a big uh, uh, metal fan in general, it was the first heavy metal show he ever saw. Mm -hmm. So it was them in Hammerfall. So he got to meet them. They were, I mean, of course, they were really super cool to him, even. You know, the management and everybody, the guys that, you know, tour managers and stuff are really, really cool with them. Um, so that was probably the highlight of my year. I mean, there's a couple, but um, that and if you saw my 
Facebook uh, post, I just posted details on an album I'm singing on. So I kind of came out of retirement for that. And there's yes, a pretty, there's a pretty impressive list of individuals on it that uh, a couple of them, I don't remember being listed on the album, but uh, essentially though, it, it will come out in 2024. So it's the mm. next empires of Eden album. Yeah. So um, Rob Rock is on it. David Reedman's on it. Um, Jeff Martin from Racer X, he's on it. Uh, there's a lot of really great people on it. And Stu asked me to be a part of it like I was on the last album. So, mm. you know, it's uh, that song is 90% finished. There's a couple parts we are going to change. That's cool. When's the last time you actually, well, you did the last album, but like how long ago has it been since you last sang, sang music? Because you used to be in that band Cellar Door too, right? No, Archetype. Um, Archetype, yeah. So I, I don't would, know why I thought Cellar Door. I would it. probably say the last time that I really tried singing anything, you know, because I've been highly involved in photography, I'd probably say 2015, 14. Wow. I mean, that's what the last album, the last album when it came out, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you was interesting because i hadn't i was at one point did not think i'd be able to ever sing again mm. you know because i had a i had a really bad throat infection and then Stu asked was asking me hey man do you want to sing on this and I, I i was like you know why not i tried it out and his music is very easy for me to write to i can usually come up with the melodies for it in like five minutes literally that's how it is and uh i hear a dog that's mine. Sorry. I was going to say it's Alex's uh, I, he, he, <laughs> Okay. I was making sure just be, just because, you know, maybe he, maybe he's not big on CDs like you and I are. Right. So <laughs> anyhow, so anyhow, I'll tell you the story. So, so Ralph Sheepers was on the album and oh. the song that he sang on is probably one of the best things I've ever heard him sing on. And so when I get this album, you know, I'm on it, you know, I think Mike DeMio was on it, you know, Rick Alty from master plan was on it. Uh, just a lot of really great George call was on it. I mean, a lot of really good singers. And, and, and so the song I did, I thought was very strong. And then I go on the album and I look and I'm the song right after Ralph. Like I'm the third song in the album. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, how black Sabbath back in the day had to follow or had to follow Van Halen when they got blown off the stage. Right. I mean, that kind of thing. Right, uh, right. But you know, the reviews were pretty solid on the track I wrote. I was pretty, you know, the album wasn't really highly promoted. You didn't see a ton of reviews on it, but it was pretty favorable. Uh, right. So, but I, I remember him putting me after Ralph and I'm like, damn, he couldn't put, <laughs> couldn't put George call could've after been, Ralph. Right. Right. Yeah. And they put me on maybe the, the, the fourth song because George call was on the fourth song in the album. But I think this album is going to be great. I haven't heard anybody's tracks, but you know, according to Stu, Rob rocks stuff uh, is, is very, very good. Um, you know, the other guy that's on it too, I forgot to say D Darren Smith from Harem Scarums on the album. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's a pretty good, cool lineup. He's of got people. a good lineup of stuff. Yeah. That's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. So I, I don't remember everybody that's on it, but, uh, Louis Drogevsky sings on night Legion, um, his album. And there's a guy I've never heard of, but I'm going to, now I want to check out the band simply because of my show, a guy named Jonas Heidgert from Dragonland. I don't know if oh. you've ever heard of Yep, I've heard of them. Yeah, I never have, so now I want to check the band out. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, but those are the guys that are announced. I think there's a couple more people. I don't think he's put on there, but there's a lot of guitar players as guests that'll be probably on there that I don't know about. But 
needless to say, it's an interesting, it's an interesting year for me. And, you know, I mean, that's pretty much it. I didn't know you realized that you, you remember me from back in the old Halloween I, I website. I remember. Days. I'd never forget that name. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, you know, it, believe it or not, I haven't done that since I turned that over to the guy that runs their, does a lot of their merchandise now before right. he started doing it in 2006. Right. And obviously he was able to do a lot more for them than I was able to do, which is part of the reason why I decided to say, Hey, let's pass the torch, you know? Right. Yeah. So was that a little sad giving that up? Um, no, not really. Right. Uh, you want to know why? Because at the time, you know, when I started doing that in 1998 or 99, uh, it was really, you know, Wikey had asked me to do it. He only met me once. We talked for quite a long time, but I, I think that the reason it wasn't sad is the guy that took over for me, his name was David. Um, he was able, you know, I always had the best interest of the band in mind and, you know, I had stuff going on in my life. You know, I had a kid and everything, but realistically he was able to do more for them because he's over in Germany uh, he had a lot of drive and determination to really do it. And he was kind of like the person to really take them into the, you know, take them to the next level where they needed to go at that point. You know, the management had just changed, had just changed over, um, you know, so I felt that he would do a better job for them going forward. And obviously he's doing a lot of the merchandise uh, he's done a lot of stuff for them and for the management that from in my opinion, you know, I think it was, it was a, it was a really good move. And, you know, I remember finding him and suggesting him and then he ended up, ended up doing it. And he's still, you know, associated with him, him and his wife are really wonderful people. Uh, they're, they're friends of mine. So um, it was not, it was not sad because I stayed in touch with them, but um, I know now looking back on it that decision was definitely the correct one yeah i think they would have still kept me around if i wanted to stay around but i, I just you know something said to me this guy is going to be better for them than me yeah he's a nice guy he's we have a, a halloween collectors group on Facebook. yeah so that would be david yeah he is a really cool dude his wife is awesome too yeah. i mean they're both they're both really wonderful people and i can just tell you that he was the perfect person to pick for that job. And yeah. he, he, the fact, you know, and the fact that, you know, I know Wikey talked to him and, and we had this whole conversation. This is, you're talking God like 17 years ago. I mean, my last press release that I ever put out was when Danny joined the band. That was 2005. Wow. Wow. That was a long time ago. Right. <laughs> and they haven't, and they never had a lineup change since until obviously Kai and Kiski come back, but right. really nice guys. I mean, really nice people. Uh, you know, if you get to know them, so yeah, yeah, I got, I had uh, Marcus on the show uh, probably about two years ago, and um, Danny was on the show. Very nice people, both of them, very nice. Yeah, people. Marcus is, he's an interesting one. Danny's cool. You know what's weird is I never had him on my show in twenty five years. I never had that guy in my show, him or Sasha for that matter. And I finally got them on this past year, actually mm -hmm. this the beginning of the year. And uh, Danny's a really funny, funny dude. But man, and Sasha. I've always said he's the most underappreciated, underrated member of the band. Right. Because he just is. I mean, there's, from the songwriting perspective, 
you know, he got in there when the rabbit don't come easy album came out and really added a lot of stability to them. And, you know, going forward, I mean, they've gone up from there and, you know, you can hear a lot of his influences since he's been in the band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think, like I said, I think he's one of the more underrated guys in that band because, you know, he, he came in at a time when, you know, they had a, a drastic lineup change and really, he really did a lot. And then when Danny joined, that solidified them, you know, and they've been consistent ever since. And, you know, they've added and not subtracted to the lineup. I mean, it's the same yeah. five guys. And then you add these two other guys and you do probably one of the greatest things ever in the metal scene. Right. right I mean, right, yeah. who brings their old singer back and they stay in the band. <laughs> right. Anthrax tried people. to do it. But it never went. But it never, never happened. Right. Who's who's Ken? I'm gonna I'm gonna assume this is Ken. <laughs> we have an echo here. What are you doing over there? I have two of you on my screen. He's got an APB out on somebody. <laughs> Dog's not so bad all of a sudden. Why do I have two of you? And why are you not answering? Two Kens. I'm, I'm yeah, see, Lou, Lou Mavs is in the house. <laughs> hey, Lou Mavs. Hey, Lisa, man, what's going on? Oh, it's good to see you, man. Although I have Same to here, I have my friend. sign off. I got to well, go Freddy Repeat that again? Ken, I'm turning you off. <laughs> yeah, maybe we need, we, we need <laughs> It's too much interference. Ken, you should mute yourself. All right, there it goes. Uh, oh, he'll come back. How's that? No. no what, are you, what are you using? Are you using your phone or are you using your phone? You ruined this whole show. If you, if you, if you, <laughs> mute your phones. Mute. How's that? Okay. okay. No, well, mute your phone. Wait, wait, wait hold, hold on. Let me just. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted to screw everything. very professional. Jesus. Uh, I'm muting you for now. There right, you go. You have there the we go. I, I muted him. Sorry. I'm telling uh, you, there's sorry, not sorry. two. There's not two of them. It's a multiversal variant, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony, tell people uh, your website quick uh, on face. You know that you do on Facebook and or what is it actually a podcast too, or is it just a Facebook Live thing? Um, it is a podcast. Well, okay. I still do a radio show, um, but the podcast is the main focus. The radio show is pre-recorded, so. Hmm. Um, I've been doing this 25 years now. Been wow. that long. Dang. So yeah, so metalcommand.net, it'll lead you right to the Facebook page. I got to redesign the site, which I'm doing. But yeah, I do interviews, commentary, rants, things that people may disagree with me on or piss people off, and I bring on guests. So there's a lot of that coming up this coming year. I don't I can't really talk about because I don't want to jinx myself, but there's some really cool people coming on. Yeah, Rick, I but, always see you have uh, really cool guests on, so that's good. I'm glad to see yeah, you. Yeah, the, the, the last guest I had was Ken Mary, the mm-hmm. drummer for Flotsam and Jetsam, and obviously Fifth Angel. That was a really fun interview. And and something you may want to cover on your show, I did a podcast about artificial intelligence and AI in music. Right. And I did that with Christian Wentz. And if you don't know who he is, he played with Circle to Circle for, for quite a while. Okay. Yeah. With Zach Stevens. And he's a... He's a network systems analyst. He actually owns a cybersecurity company. So he's very well versed on AI. We talked about how you could use it 
with how people may use it or abuse it in making music and how it could be very good or very bad. We kind of discussed both of the, you know, the good, the, the pros and cons of it and how artificial intelligence works. And I know it's not something a lot of people have talked about, but I think it's going to be a very significant thing, especially a year from now. Oh, you yeah. know? So I brought him on because he's the computer guru. I mean, and, you know, it was a really fun, fascinating discussion, you know, like going into AI and, and telling it to write lyrics for something based on, you know, like, for example, if I go in there and I say, Hey, I want I want you to write lyrics for a song about a car crashing into a wall. Um, the way that, I don't know that, that the band, uh, I was throw a band out there that Testament or somebody would write. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, or King diamond or anything. And it'll write lyrics about that based on past stuff that those artists have done. It's really bizarre. It is. It's With, without know, paying them. Right. Without paying, them. without paying them. So well, I'm watching that. I will be watching, but I've, I've got to sign off. And before I sign off, I'm going to do shameless self-promotion. Go ahead. Stock, do it. This is a stocking stuffer. It's white crone, the poisoner. It was released in 2020. So if you buy this on Bandcamp, White Crone, C-R-O-N-E. Great album. If you buy it on Bandcamp, then it will help me fund the next album. Thank you very much. Thank you, Wayne. It's worth everything that it costs. And also pick up Splintered Throne. (laughs) Splintered Throne. I'm going to watch the rest of this later. Uh, It's it's good hearing, hearing your story, Tony, man. Wow. I'm just like blown away. I, I almost lost my voice too. So you and I, should, yeah. we should talk. Well, well, let's put it's it this bad. way. Um, I, I'll tell you the secret to getting my voice back. You're going to laugh at this, but uh, I ended up uh, the, right before I recorded the song, I ate a bag, a small bag of Lay's potato chips and my voice came back. It's the oil. <laughs> it's the oil and the salt. I've heard my someone problem, use I, that before. I can't eat. I can't even eat a potato chip now. But you know, we'll we'll talk, man. We'll talk because because I know I know what you've been through, man. Sure. All right. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. I'll watch good this luck on your show, Lisa. Love, Love you, Wayne. You, Lisa. All right. Bye, Love y'all. You too. Thanks for coming on. Bye, good seeing you. Nice to see you. Uh, who else is here? Uh, we got Alex. Alex is still here. Uh, Lee, you're still here. Lee, you've never been on this show before. No, I've been on one of the videos and I contributed something. Uh, oh, it was your oh the King Diamond King thing? Diamond yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah you were so on the uh, unholy clip. video. You did the uh, the uh, the the chorus part. Yeah, that was, that was fun. a great cover. That yeah, was fun. That was a lot of fun. But uh, tell everybody your story because you're a huge King Diamond fan. I am, uh, and you're a huge Merciful Fate fan. So it's it's to me it's all in one thing. It's I couldn't you know I think i just say that they're one band pretty much yeah, yeah um you were able to get uh jorn's uh drum kit i did yeah um so tell everybody about that story because that's that's freaking awesome but well i guess it started back in uh well let me say that bjorn and i've been friends for uh, oh god many years on facebook i just talking back and forth uh very cool guy um so Merciful Fate played the uh, Psycho Vegas, um, right? 2022 in August. That was supposed to be the only North American date. Um, so I went there, I flew out there, um, 
we were talking about the drums and I said, you know, I'd really like to check out some of those drums. Cause of course I play in many different metal bands and cover bands here in, in the local area. Uh, but he, uh, reached out to the, the, the drum manufacturer, a guy named Soren Christensen. And then, uh, we got talking about it. And I, so I just happened to say something, what about the, those drums? Because the European drums, there was two different kits. There was one for the European festival shows and then, this was for the Merciful Fate North America. Oh, uh, really? Tour. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they still have the European set. Uh, it had the black heads on the on the kicks. Mm. Um, so it actually just was a deal for both of us because, you know, they were going to ship this back to Denmark from Dallas or after everything from the Monterey Metal Fest and got back to Dallas. Um, so, you know, Soren gave me a price and... Uh, I was like, great, man, uh, we'll do it. And, I, and uh, so the last North American show was Atlanta. So then they, of course, had the North American tour, mm. uh, supposedly. But right. <laughs> so um, so uh, I go to Atlanta, the last North American show, and I meet with uh, Sebastian Blaze, who is uh, Bjorn's drum tech. Um, already deals were, uh, the details were already in place. Uh, we met, talked, drums, uh, so after the Monterey show, everything went back to Gemini Sound in Dallas. And um, so I drove to Dallas, um, picked up the drums in a Toyota Camry. Uh, I was there on on, uh, on business. And I am so, I, I can't even believe I, I was able to get the whole thing into the damn car. But uh, I was yeah. able to pack that and Christmas presents. It was actually a year ago uh, today. Um, oh, shit. Uh, ironically, I posted a memory about it today on Facebook, but, um, wow. uh, yeah, I drove there and got the drums, picked them up and, uh, I've been using them, uh, for gigs ever since, man. <laughs> yeah. Very cool, man. How many pieces is that kit? It is, um, so it's two, uh, 22 by 18 kicks, eight, 10, 12 and 14. Is it sitting 16. right there? Can you move your camera? Can you show up? Um, there? yes. A part of it. Okay. Let's see. There's part of it. Oh yeah, there's half of it. Yeah. So I, I have a gig Saturday, and I was just using a little, just setting up a configuration. Yeah. But I've been trying to uh, uh, become an endorser of those All uh, right. drum limousine drums. So, um, you know, I'm trying to do diligence, man, and I'm only playing that kit out whenever I play. So all the social media stuff is uh, drum limousine and avant-garde symbols. Oh, nice. What's on the other side of you there? Oh, this is uh this is my little practice kit, <laughs> uh, nice. a pearl pearl crystal beat uh, kit. I've got some lights on it. It's on a rolling riser. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a very nice setup. Uh, All he needs is a Kiss logo in front of there. It looks like a Peter Chris yeah. model. I right, love so, it. Yeah, the guys uh, that makes um, Eric Singer's drum heads, uh, a friend of mine. He's actually the drummer for Queens right now. Casey Grillo. Uh, his drum company, Drum Static. If you ever need any uh, custom drum heads, drumstatic.com. Uh, yeah, he did Eric Singer's uh, thing. And actually, I have a couple of my other bands that uh, they've done album covers for my uh, bass drum heads. But Very cool, very cool. That's that's really cool. I, I mean, I saw you posted before you even got those drums from uh, from Yorn, you, of the other kit that you have, and it's just massive. Yeah. It's like Neil Peart's kit, but like times twenty. I mean, it's it's insane. How many pieces is that kit? I wish I had a picture of it because I'd show. Man, there's so many different versions, and and that's one of my things is I love 
setting up and creating new different things. Um, uh, Gibraltar, I'm technically a master builder at Gibraltar Racks. Mm. Um, and that's what they called me, but so, uh, <laughs> but I do all kind of crazy setups that one particular set. If I'm thinking it's the same one with the, the maple kits, it was actually two different, uh, kits put together, uh, for a, like a promo thing I was doing for Sabian symbols because it had all the symbols and we shot, um, mountaintop, you know, really nice view. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I've got a bunch of different drums, man. This is just. I'm downstairs in my basement. It's kind of cold down here. It's the clothes. <laughs> but I have a drums, road cases. There's just, uh, I, I just, and of course, probably 30 plus snare drums. I'm always looking for a snare drum to buy, but. Uh, uh, do you have a favorite snare drum? I'm, I'm in, I'm, I really want to get the uh, Charlie Benante snare drum. It looks, it looks nice. And I'm sure it sounds good. He's like one of my favorite drummers. Yeah. Uh, ne next to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> next to you. <laughs> yeah. He's got a really good snare drum sound, and I, I like the snare that he uses. But uh, what's your favorite one? Honestly, my favorite one out of all the ones that I have is probably I have a 73 Ludwig Super Sensitive. Um, uh. It's a six and a half by 14. And I'm actually playing a 54 Ludwig on this kit here wow. with the old uh, white marble finish. Mm -hmm. It's a little deeper, but that thing sounds amazing. So I've just been on a kick. I'll just switch it out but uh yeah you can't go wrong with the vintage uh ludwigs man uh always oh yeah yeah they got really good sound they do so what yeah. bands are you playing with right now actually i am in uh taking time off man really um, okay i injured uh, <laughs> i injured my knee actually and i've torn meniscus uh wow. and the inside of my leg so i have a surgery scheduled for uh january 9th so i've had to kind of pull back from uh, playing with bands, but I was playing with a uh, just mostly uh, local cover bands, really just having fun at this point. Okay. Um, so just metal, you know, uh, Whiskey Icarus is one band, and the band I'm sitting in with, uh, just filling on Saturday, a band called King's Rain, also another, you know, hard rock classic cover band. Mm, very cool. Well, hopefully everything goes good with the surgery and uh, you're back up and uh, playing on the stage again. Yeah, according to the doctor, it should be pretty, uh, recovery should be, you know, a couple of weeks and then just getting the strength back in the leg should be about 95% after that, hopefully. Yeah, very cool, very cool. What's some of the older bands? Because we were talking, you were supposed to come on the show like a year or two ago, and we, it's just been so busy. But what's some of the older bands that you were in? Like so back I played, in the day? Uh, well, so a band that I played with uh, called Seven Servant, man, we were talking about uh, John Greeley, my, my okay, good friend. Yeah, yep. uh, he was a singer in I Sturt. Yeah, we... Yep. Uh, we played in a band with the guitarist of uh, John Oliva's Pain, a guy named Joe Diaz, back in the day. So it's, we just had this band uh, called Brutus. Uh, so uh, Seven Servant kind of reformed uh, here recently and have uh, put out a new album. Uh, they went out to the whiskey. And of course, I was not playing because I've actually turned to a corporate job. So I kind of work a, a nine to five. And that kind of makes it hard to do that. But. Seven Servant, definitely uh, out there, uh, have a new album. It's a great, great album, man. Uh, uh, great band. Um, Blackout is another band. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, we did a couple albums. Just actually did a re-release uh, with the record uh, label in Germany, um, and they did a, a, a cool uh, album release um, and reprinted, remastered everything. And then also this other band, Messiahs, which we were uh, we were working closely with Sabotage, um, 
you know, I'm from Tampa, Florida, all those bands and people are just kind of like a community. Um, mm. John uh, Oliva, singer of Sabotage, actually produced uh, some of our studio recordings. And, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I post another memory today, if you've seen. Um, no, I, I he and I that. were in a band uh, together um, in between the time of the mastering, I want to say Gutter Ballet in uh, the 80s. And uh, I shared those memories today um, oh, I'll have to from some of the shows. Very cool. Yeah, it was great, man. We did a bunch of Led Zeppelin. We were basically a Led Zeppelin uh, tribute band. Uh, and it was it was cool doing it with John. Such yeah. a great singer. First, oh, yeah. band, first band I ever met uh, was Sabotage, actually. Yeah, right. I heard you say Zach Stevens, man, right? Circle to Circle. Yeah. Um, most of my I was before that, though. The yeah. old uh, Keith Collins was on bass when I first met him. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, wow. You know, they Chris. were the, they were the first band I ever met. Like uh, back in Wake and Magellan during that tour, they came through Cleveland. I actually got to take John Oliva and Chris Caffrey to a radio interview. I wasn't doing radio; it was right before I started. And Chris was doing all sorts of uh, Austin Powers impressions back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, John was a really cool yeah, dude. I mean, I oh, couldn't yeah. have picked a better group of guys to meet for the first time, as far as my first real actual well-known band that i met yeah they're uh, a great bunch of guys man um mm -hmm. he is a, a i mean he's a genius man he's the behind trans-siberian orchestra mm -hmm. right so it, that was him and paul o'neill basically and uh so johnny lee middleton the bass player is tso caffrey was uh tso also Alpatrelli, right so all those guys mm -hmm. are kind of in the uh, the trans-siberian orchestra kind of how it migrated Mm. yeah that's crazy that thing is just raking in the dough it's a shame because i i really want to see sabotage but i you know they gotta do what pays the bills so i get it yeah you know uh the great harry barnett ask me <laughs> <Are we? laughs> uh i'm sorry harry we're running out of time uh we'll see everybody next week have a good night oh whoa whoa you don't give me the air that joke is so old and it wasn't funny then you don't give me the Eric Adams treatment. That's uh, that's that's how we we treat our special guests around here. Wait. Uh, no, but welcome, Harry. And uh, I just want to say congratulations on getting married this year. Thank you, sir. Yes, yes. yes. Also, also, just so happens to be the year that I moved to this fine country. Yes, you have moved officially to the U.S. now. Yeah, officially. Officially. <laughs> so uh, everybody, please watch out for. Uh, really strange can you drive barry do you do you, uh, uh harry no barry harry yeah sorry barry. get the name right come on how many times have i been here when i, I don't know do I'm, dr I'm drunk on diet coke i'm sorry get, do you drive <gasps> i do not drive no um i so my dad seems to think i can just hand in my license into this country and i'll be given an american one <laughs> um <laughs> i know nope. somewhere down the line i'm able to actually the test and everything so yeah. yeah not yet um my town i'm quite conveniently able to just walk everywhere right. yeah. uh, small little town nice little town so i don't really feel the need to drive yet you know we'll we'll go places on the weekend we'll drive there but yeah i just walk everywhere for now it's feeling like the old country because i could walk everywhere there too yeah, well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad you. How is it uh, being from the UK to here? I mean, is it a huge shock to you? Is it like everything a lot different, or what's 
How do you feel being uh, over in the USA now? Well, Wayne, as you well know, and fine people on this uh, show don't, and uh, the, the people watching at home don't, I've been coming here for, I want to say, 10 years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so having been here, I don't know how many times in the last 10 years, I'm so used to being here. Yeah. So it, it felt more at home being here than really? it at home. Yeah. Wow. Soda in the UK, they're at, it, it's ta- they tax it. It tastes like diet soda here. So if you get a Coke hmm. in the UK, it tastes like a US diet Coke. Really? Um, you know, uh, I lived on US time for I don't know how long because um, I was going to bed at, well, the ridiculous times I was when I was on this show because um, right now it would be about Two oh, that's right, morning. yeah. Right, It'd be about yeah. 2 a.m. in the UK. Yeah. So I'd be up at ridiculous times. Um, so now, the <laughs> latest I find myself up is like 11. Um, <laughs> and that's even pushing it. So I felt more at home here than I had anywhere in the UK for a very long time. Well, that's, I'm glad to hear that. And you froze. Oh, oh you're back again. Uh, now, I was, I was wondering if you drove. Yeah, you because froze too. I did? Okay. Am I back Yeah. Now? Right. You're uh, back now. Okay. I hear you. Unfortunately. Uh, fortunately. <laughs> don't let anyone tell you you're different. Shut up, Paul. Don't laugh at that. Don't encourage him. <laughs> no one no one needs to encourage me, Wayne. I encourage myself. But <laughs> I may I may not do what all of you do anymore. You Deba- will now. Deba- debatable. Yeah. <laughs> I may not really do this. I mean I've done what two I want to say two shows. Since May, I've done two shows. Um, I kind of felt with real life, I didn't really need to. But yeah, um, I may not do this all that much. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to treat this appearance any differently to how I would uh, normally. No, you just got to be you. You got to be Harry Barnett. Wayne. You oh, excuse know me, the great to. Harry Barnett. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, and I was wondering if you drove because you know you drive on the other side of the road over in the UK, and then you come over here, and it's completely different. So I just wonder if you had a true. Well, remember, true story. they think we drive on the other side of the that, road. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there's that true story. Um, so I, uh, my wife came to the UK for the first time last year, and and came with me uh, this year, and. Um, it, it, there was a nauseous feeling from being on the other side of the road. And oh. I was starting to get that when I would come back and forth. Yeah. When I would come here, I would start to feel uneasy and just like sicking, sickening, being on the other side of the road, seeing the way everything was different. I'd go back there and I'd get that same feeling. I'd never had that before. Wow. But the coming and going, because I was, I was going back and forth for about a year because they only let you do three month trips um, until you have a visa, which takes a long time uh, for anyone actually wanting to move to another country. Mm. Yeah, uh, be prepared to wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's um, it's definitely been an experience, and I tell you, it's uh, it, it's it's still ongoing. There's there's you know the fact that I haven't been able to work for a minute. Uh, I think it was about. With the exception of a week, I haven't had a job since I left the UK in August 2022. So it does uh, it does drag. Um, 
but hey, I, I wouldn't even some of the roughest of things that I've had to deal with on this journey to be able to get here. I wouldn't trade for the world because now that I'm finally here, I absolutely love it. Yeah. And yep. one thing before your next question, my name is a, I know you have questions. I intend on fully answering them, whether they're true, <laughs> where, whether truthfully or not. I can't tell you that, but uh, you may have seen at the beginning of this uh, uh, of this episode, I was actually reaching upwards. Yes, Got a nice, nice shelf of stuff up there, which I'm I'm not going to move my camera. I hope your wife didn't hang that shelf because I saw what happened to the other shelf. <laughs> oh shit! No comment. <laughs> oh boy she didn't, not want to she, didn't she didn't hang the shelves i did but anyway. right. oh boy um so <laughs> i actually got this down uh oh, wow. as my as my token cd i, I see that that was on that shelf that your wife hung my token that no that was on that was on my shelf <laughs> but, uh, you know alex would have to immediately change that uh that He's case, gone. Right, alex? yeah <laughs> well this this uh the, the fact that it's got a crack in it as well you can uh it's got character wonderful, now. Well, you can thank the wonderful people of uh, uh, what do you call them? They're at the airport. Uh, TSA. Okay. You can thank the wonderful people of TSA for that for smacking my bag around. You know, not treating it with the care that I truly deserve. Um, <laughs> but hold uh, oh, on, we just need to check your asshole. <laughs> Does anyone remember that from South Park at the TSA no. episode? Come on. <laughs> Well, uh, Greg might. I, I every, every time I, th everything time I think of TSA, I think of that scene in Wayne's World where he does the body cavity search at the end of the, <laughs> the movie, and the guy in bet in uh, Rob Lowe can't walk at the end. That's there's one more oh, thing yeah. I got to check, son. <laughs> <laughs> he puts on the rubber glove. Yes, I I remember that. I'll tell you that as well. I'm so glad I don't have to go through another airport now until until we decide to start going on vacations. You don't know how much you hate an airport until you're going through it every three months. Um, yeah, I'm so glad I don't have to go through another airport until the day comes where we're deciding on a vacation because, oh, I don't know how many flights I've been on in the last two years, but <laughs> too many. What's the worst thing you've had to deal with since you have uh, came over here? Coming on the, the review. Yeah, oh, Probably coming on the show, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> See, you, you, you have a great crowd here, Wayne. Thanks. I do, I do. Um, <laughs> but uh, shout out to the mayor of New York, by the way. Um, but uh, uh, what was your question? Sorry. But the worst was... thing you've had to deal with uh, on your move to here to the US. I just, I just told you the phone calls to Eric Adams. I mean, um, <laughs> no, uh, just kidding. Well, he's not lying there. <laughs> and help. Um, uh, Yes, Lou, I do remember that episode of South Park. However, uh, don't lie, Harry. We all really know you started some shit with the Harry Krishnas. I know you. <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that I started shit with anyone. I, I generally only uh, start start things that I can finish. And, well, just look at Wayne. Still waiting to, to finish what I started a long time ago. But... Um, you said, uh, what's the worst thing that I've had to deal with since I got here? Does, does that include or, or, or on your trip to to come into America to get here? You know, Oh, they nearly didn't let me in uh, one, yeah. one of the times. Oh, we uh, were that close, huh? Yeah. No, it, when, when, you're, uh, when, you're, when you're doing um, the, the uh, short-term trips, so when you don't have a visa, you've got what's called an ESTA. Mm. And 
I had done the Esther stays too many times in in their opinion. So uh, yeah, they they almost turned me around. Luckily, I had a secondary interview, and the guy was understanding of what we uh, what we were doing. Obviously, come to see my fiance at the time, now wife, um, and he let me through. But then I had to stay in the UK for a few months after that while waiting for my visa. So. Uh, when you're dealing with those kinds of people who have quite literally your life in, in their hands, you really got to hope and pray you get someone who's either nice or really just doesn't care and is just stamping things. Because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, that that day that I had to deal the the first person I dealt with, yeah, unbearable. The second one, very understanding because uh, I don't do nervous often, but I was thinking I was going to get sent back to the UK that my visa was going to get uh, application was going to get cancelled like oh that was just a scary moment so um but no as you know my memory's not great i mean wayne if we're, we're talking about moments from this show i believe one of the moments i actually appeared on your show one of the very first times was when i initially had my head injury yeah um so you know my memory isn't actually that great so i can't think off the top of my head other than that I can't think of bad moments. There, there may well be many, mm. but I don't. I don't actually remember. <laughs> well, then that's good. If that's one the worst my, one. That's fine. But one of my I think Lou has a question. Of, no, not a question. But one of my fem- favorite memories of uh, was when the three of us interviewed uh, Greg Hildebrand, the artist who yes. drew the original Star Wars poster and uh, designed the painting that was then supposedly licensed by black sabbath from mob rules but apparently he never received a dime for it but that was one of my favorite episodes that we ever did together and that was a great question lou and i thank you for asking it didn't ask a question it was a statement (laughs) (laughs) that's why you just smile and nod lou come on you you you're not an amateur you should yeah cheeky bastard all right very good very good Uh, hello victor hello sir how are you the meister How's it going? Not bad, not bad. How how's your year been going so far? I mean, you've been joined us on the um, almost human live podcast a few times. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so it's been it's been a lot of fun having you on it. But uh, what's going on in your your podcast? Oh, lots of interviews this year. It's been really busy. Um, starting to wind down. I've got a, I've got two more left this year. One uh, this Friday, and one next Friday. Uh, and I just uh, this last week I did a. Um, I think you might have been on the um, Beyond the Heavy podcast with Mayhem. I don't know if you're familiar no. with that one. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That yeah, was a yeah. while ago. Yeah. yeah. So he and I did a like our top 10 countdown favorite 2003 album, metal albums. So that'll be, we'll both be posting it on uh, this Friday. So mm-hmm. a couple of days. Um, so yeah, just a lot of, a lot of interviews, a lot of stuff going on like that I'm, to the point that I'm kind of burnt out, <laughs> to be honest. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, it's fun. I always like it. It's it's great. It's just it's a lot of work, you know, and I've, you know, I've got a full time job and a part time job, too. So it's just it's just a lot. But but I enjoy it. I love it. It's been a, been great. You know, and that's how I met you and and right. you, um, and right. Ken. I felt that statement, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do. I mean, uh, Tony, you've been doing this for 25 years podcasting. Right. And Alex, how long have you been podcasting for? Uh, doing the CD Collectors podcast for it'll be two years next month, and before that, I was doing a podcast doing metal album reviews for three years before that, so five years accumulatively. 
Wow. That's so, a long time. Yeah. But by the way, Wayne, I am going to have to jump off here, but I had something sitting here. I didn't realize it that you might be jealous of before oh, I jump boy. off. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh, man. What is that? My man's got candy. I'm, I'm definitely jealous. <laughs> it's <laughs> not. But if you might recognize some of these autographs. I think I recognize some of those. Okay. So this guitar is 25 years old. Wow. So that is actually the lineup of Halloween that I first met. So Uli's on there. Roland is on there. And obviously Andy Marcus and Wikey. I had to sit in here because I was going through and rearranging my music collection in the giant CD collection. I know Alex would totally love. Oh yeah. And, and um, when I was going through a memorabilia, this thing, I found it with like 20 inches of dust on it. Wow. And then I tried to play it and one of the strings broke. So these strings have been on there 25 years. So I need to restring <laughs> the guitar, but, uh, but um, I thank you for having me on uh, definitely. Uh, yeah. And um yeah, Alex, that's cool, man. You'll have to get Wayne your channel to send me. I'd like to check out that CD thing podcast because, again, I have quite a collection that spans thirty years almost. Oh yeah, man, I'd love to talk to you about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would. Of... I would love to be on. Uh, I would love to check out your podcast too. I've got four thousand CDs. So, oh yeah, man. this yeah. was the episode <laughs> to get on, Wayne. Thank it you. is. Yes, oh yeah, I, there's I, tons. I, of... There's tons of cool stuff, man. A lot of Japanese stuff from back in the day. I'd be on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, I, I don't, you know, for whatever reason, I like to collect vinyl and CDs myself, but um, I do have quite a CD collection. There's shelves that go all the way down this way. Killer. But yeah, it's definitely, definitely a pretty cool. I see Wayne's got that big background back there as well. Wayne doesn't have cool anything. Wayne's, Wayne's getting ready to show each and every. Individual fact, CD. Yeah, yeah. Wayne bought the last remaining CDs that nobody beats the Wiz. So hey, got, he hey you know Abba what? in there, Village People. <laughs> I, got a, uh, I got a fifth. I got a fifth. I, I've got. Front I've got Abba in my CD collection, Lou. <laughs> I like Abba too. I'm the one that uh, yelled at Wayne for hating. Oh, everybody likes Abba. Music. I got Angra sitting here. So it's literally CD the here. only CD I have, and that's because Wayne sent it to me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Bye, Severed Angels. No album, best album of the year. Thank you. Well, who said anyway, that? folks, oh, you I, have a good yeah, one. That's actually the only I two albums I own. That hot Severed Angel CD, by the way. So, hey, uh, there you go. Is that uh, is Lee? I'll show it to you later, Tony. I'll show you what I got later. I'm feeling the love, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Is Lee still on? Lee, uh, my still name right is Manny, and I'm from Tampa. So hey, when, uh, yeah, so when Keith Collins left Sabotage or got fired, he formed a band called Keith Collins Crunch. You remember that? Um, I, yeah, actually, I I uh, was the first drummer for Keith Collins Crunch. Okay, um, well, for him and a guy named Dana Piper, uh, which is a huge big sabotage guy with Atlantic records well, and all that. But we practiced at my house in Gulfport on Gulfport, the St. Pete yeah. side. Yeah. And yeah. that's where we were doing amplified homicide, uh, all the key KKK stuff that was. Well, that's what I was going to tell you. He got mad at me. I only met him once and he gave me the CD single. I go, Keith Collins, crunch KKK. Yeah. He just looked at me, <laughs> looked at me and goes, he, you could, you could just see he got, Mad, I don't think it occurred to him that that's you know, you know, but uh, that's my story. But I used to see Sabotage all the time, and uh, I even I never saw them when they were Avatar, is that what they were called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
I found and remember ninety five Y and after local oh, rock stick. Yeah, I have a I t-shirt found, somewhere. I found the album where they recorded the single off there. You know, there yeah. was a song on there, and I found it at a record fair for like a dollar. So I bought it. I used to have it. So, but it's funny, uh, small world. So we've probably seen each other a thousand times, but never met. You know. So. Yeah, I was. Uh in the tampa bay music scene from like 83 till uh 2004 uh and i moved to here to tennessee but uh yeah there's a bunch of great bands there in uh, the tampa st pete area man still yeah i used to go see uh nasty savage oh what yeah was ronnie uh ronnie galetti he's just he's to smash the tv so yeah he still does he still yeah. does but these were 1980s TVs. Yeah, the big CRT games. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, he'd be bloody, man. We did some shows yeah. with them back in the day, man. Uh, and uh, he was just bloodied up after the show. But they're yeah, they're uh, recording a new album right now uh, at wow. uh, Morris Sound Studios. Uh, Morris Sound's still around? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Wow. I don't think Scott Burns is producing. I think Jim Morris is uh, doing that. But, uh, yeah, they're in there right now. Scott Burns produced just about every death metal album in existence yeah. back yeah. in the day. I remember I took a tour of Morris Sound and I thought it'd be like Electric Ladyland or the record plant, you know, and it's was nothing like that, you know, but anyway. So. Yeah, it's all brick on the inside now. Yeah, that's, and that's, I know. And <laughs> yet he could get a sound like that, you know. Yeah. I mean, you think about the budgets for those albums were were nothing yeah um, yeah because i remember uh was that eating back to life by uh, cannibal corpse i think they recorded that in like two weeks or something crazy yeah you know man. yeah and who would have thought those guys would have had a career i mean now it's <laughs> i went to one of the remember an ebor before ebor became ebor since you lived down here yeah remember it used to be all these little like there was a little square area where they now built a movie theater and cannibal corpse and deicide play. There is like, you probably were there. It's before there were anything. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the crowd and out of nowhere, I get hit with this chunk of meat. <laughs> 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 and I was going, I was ready to like, who threw that? And then I look, it's the guys on the stage, you know, <laughs> anyway, and anyway, I thought that was really, really cool that you're from Tampa, but yeah, Keith yeah, Collins actually got mad at me because I pointed out that it was Keith Collins Crunch KKK. So. Yeah, that that's I mean, so Collins is spelled with a C, re, re, really, but uh, he did yeah, that not as the a way stick, he spelled it. Yeah, and the Crunch was with a K, so that was uh, it was a good band, man. Really, really good music too. He was writing yeah, good stuff. I had to. He put out a forty-five, didn't he, with that band? You probably were on it. Wasn't it? No, I, I didn't do any of the recordings. I just oh, okay. was helping him in the early stages when he was writing that stuff. Um, yeah, but then he kind of disappeared for after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened after. He did that project, and there used to be a little local magazine called Music that... Oh, yeah. He, yeah, and I remember him being interviewed in it, and he had a phone number on there, and, you know, I talked to him a couple times, and uh, he'd send me stuff, you know, but... He didn't know who I was, uh, thankfully, or he wouldn't have sent me shit. But anyway, he's anyway, still there. He's yeah, still there, but, from what I understand. Real yeah. quick, Wayne, uh, yes, I, I, see I don't want to. I don't want to jump in. Uh, I've got to go. Uh, there's actually a cat in a tree somewhere that uh, <laughs> I don't 
have to save. But, oh, um, I was hoping you were going to tell me they're coming to take you back to the UK. But uh, well, I was going to say I, I'm going to pretend like I'm going to save that cat. Uh, <laughs> old Noel, whatever it is. They finally was, found the guy who murdered that girl. And it's Harry Barnett. He's right here on the podcast. Get him. <laughs> I swear, I, one day you will wake up and I would have entered your house and taken every CD and put it in a different box. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate uh, I appreciate the invite. I appreciate everyone uh, here and everyone watching. Um, I'm going to leave it on yes, the be continued. Uh, make you think maybe one day I'll come back. Maybe I have retired. You won't know until uh, day Wayne invites me again, which will probably be uh, same time next year. But anyway, uh, just in case I do come back, youtube.com forward slash the great Harry Barnett. Um, Twitch.tv slash the great HB3D. And I'll leave it back to that wonderful conversation about things I don't know. Before you go, have you printed anything on your 3D printer at all? Oh, very cool. That's cool. And then there's there's, there's stuff up there as well, but you know, I'm not going to bring every single thing down. (laughs) I I have yet to get mine to work. I haven't worked on it. That's because you don't follow my advice. I don't. (laughs) Maybe you should come here. You're not that far away and and fix my, my printer. Well, you know, Gas. It's you know you're not tickets. doing anything. They, they, all, they all cost money, Wayne. Uh, and, unless you're selling, you're selling CDs, then you know. But I'm sure there's many people here who'd buy them. But until then, <laughs> thanks everybody. <laughs> Get out of here. Goodbye. Yeah. Evil Scott. So, what? Oh. What? Sorry, I'm sorry, Lou. What? Go well, ahead. I was just gonna ask Manny about Keith Collins. Did oh, you hear about I'm his uh, <laughs> new album? Sorry, Scott. Called Keith. <laughs> called Keith F and Collins. The initials are KFC. Oh no! Sorry, somebody had to make that crap. Anyways, you wait. God, I I let you (laughs) talk over me. You're terrible. This is why I don't like you on the show. Uh, (laughs) I don't like you. Period. I heard you guys talking earlier about the Peter Chris drum set, and I wanted to ask if any of you New Yorkers went to either of the two final shows. I think Lou did, right? The last Kiss shows. (laughs) No. Oh, you didn't. Oh, okay. Damn. Uh, I just didn't know. I mean, I went to the third, the fourth, the last one down here in Baltimore. So I was yeah. just wondering to see if anybody up there saw it and what you, what you thought. What did you, you think of the buy a the ticket show. for me to have to sit through Paul Stanley's voice? Thank you. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, I thought, it was, I thought it was entertaining. I thought, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, Stanley had just canceled a few shows beforehand. Right. So we were kind of worried. I thought it was entertaining. Um, I thought Gene Simmons's voice actually sounded shittier. Really? Yeah, at least that night. At least mm-hmm. that night. Like the backup, like the 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 group vocals on "Lick It Up" were especially not lickable. But um, I mean, I mean, I was entertained. I mean, I had a good time. You know what I mean? I I I didn't go in. It's like it's like seeing Van Halen with David Lee Roth the last time they did, like twenty seventeen or eighteen. It was like I'm not expecting the vocals to sound good. I'm just happy right. to be. You just there to experience Kiss going. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, the only time I had seen Kiss prior was at Madison Square Garden in like two thousand three. With Aerosmith, oh and okay. I thought Aerosmith was terrible. They they had just put out the honking on Bobo. Oh god, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I I know I, I was also pretty pissed drunk uh, at that show. So, <laughs> but I had good memories of Kiss. But yeah, I, you know it's funny. I actually I you guys are talking about CDs. I got that got that Severed Angel. Oh look at hey. that. That looks familiar. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm actually just putting together the next Saturday night. Uh, not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday night is the. Uh, Best of 2020. As we're all, all of us podcasters and radio people are doing our best of year shit, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. Um, and I'm going to throw a Severed Angel track on there. So oh, very cool. 
Yeah. Not yeah, that yeah. we shamelessly plug. No, you sh- you share you share content to be played on air, which is which is as as good as I can ask for. Plug away, mm-hmm. please. I can, you know, I've been doing zombie ritual now for for four years, so you know, I'm always looking for new music. <laughs> you know, we just and you're you're the first DJ to play us, Scott. So thank you. We appreciate oh, it. Appreciate it. No, no problem. I mean, I it's it's part of one of the fun things about doing doing the show is new music. Like I know you can all listen to the same same Slayer albums all the time, but right. there's you know the, the being kind of forced to listen to new music. Not to say forced to play new music, but you want to play new music. You want to help promote new music. And uh, you know, you discover bands that you normally wouldn't wouldn't come across. Yeah. Um so yeah, we just did our two hundredth this is the two hundredth episode of the show this year, which oh, is wow. cool to cross two hundred. And uh yeah, things are good. Ninety seven underground.com is still rolling. I we're talking about old rock bands. Mm. Uh talking about digging out the geezers tomorrow night, going to see Zebra, the original oh, wow. lineup of Zebra. Nice. Yeah. And they're they're playing the whole out the album, the only album anyone cares about, right? They're playing the album, right? They're playing the date the zebra album. Yeah. So uh pretty excited for that. There's a small kind of like intimate venue in Annapolis, Maryland that, that gets a lot of older kind of crowd bands and cover bands and stuff. Um and Zebra's playing there, and I'm really uh really stoked for that. I, I'm pretty excited for it. Um so yeah, yeah, things are good down here, man. Station's rolling and uh it's been a been, been a you know, I saw the kiss got tool coming up next in a few weeks with yeah. Elder. They just redid the Baltimore Arena, like the legendarily okay. shitty old Civic Center in downtown Baltimore. Right. And uh but they did a nice job. So they've been getting some pretty good acts. Um and it's good to see heavier acts. Pantera coming through. I wanted to tell you one of you talk about Benante. I got to meet Charlie in Camden, New Jersey in August. Oh, wow. I went up there for Pantera and I uh, actually got to sing Walk on stage with Pantera, which is pretty fun. Oh, really? Well, yeah, tell us the story sick. how that happened. So my old roommates are in Scour with Phil, the black metal band that okay. he does. Okay. And uh, one of them is Adam Jarvis, who's the drummer for Misery Index and Pig Destroyer. And then his cousin John, who was in Pig Destroyer, now he's got his own band. So anyway, so I, 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 they're my connection. I got to know Phil through them because now they do a lot with housecore. So anyway, we roll. Adam and I rolled up to the show in Camden, and you know we we got we got in early, and we were hanging out backstage. We even set up a barbecue in the in the mm-hmm. parking lot in the bus parking lot. But uh, yeah, Charlie Benante uh, jokingly yelled at me because. I he thought I stole a pretzel from the Wawa pretzel display <laughs> because it's you know if you're from Philly or South Jersey everybody's fucking Wawa right and, right, uh, right I was eating a pretzel yep, definitely and, uh, yeah yeah you know and Benante oh yeah out. I know <laughs> hey, he's from Philly or yeah, PA so um, Wawa makes good coffee yeah oh yeah Wawa is good Wawa is good and uh, so anyway so later in the show I mean Pantera had been bringing guests out to do the vocals the chorus to walk. And um, the guys from Scour did it a few times, the first couple. And then my old roommate, Adam, was like, you got to come out. And I said, I, you know, I don't want to go out there. I'm not in a band or anything. But uh, I kind of got pulled out there for the final the final chorus. So it was cool. It was good. It was good. It was a good show. It was, it was, a, it was such a good show, man. I was there. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was, I was up on the lawn. But holy hell, that place was in. The energy that night was just out of this world. The whole yeah. show. It was it was rocking. And uh I, I got to see the tour again later, but it was near the end of the tour and, and all that. But that, 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 that show in Camden was, was awesome. I got, uh, 
I got some really good footage of them playing I'm Broken from just stage oh, right, like or back. No. I was on Rex's oh, side yeah. of the stage. And, you know, you can kind of get the crowd and see the crowd from behind looking forward. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a big, I've always been a big fan of I'm Broken. So uh, that, yeah. was a big, that was a big highlight of 2023 for me. So now, and, now that you've both seen the Pantera, what do you think of this version of Pantera? Are we okay with this? I'm fine with it. I, I think it's cool. I mean, I, I, I got into Pantera late. I never saw Pantera. Okay. So to hear the songs live. And I think, um, I think, uh, I, I, you know, it's, uh, you're going to sound like a shitty thing. I think Zach Wilde so overplays like a little bit sometimes mm-hmm. on some right. of the songs. Yeah. That's Zach Wilde. That's his thing. You know? Yeah, you do But I, I, I like it. I thought it was entertaining. I, 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 I had a good time both shows. I think. I think they're pretty honest about, you know, saying this is a tribute to the Abbott brothers and acknowledging that. I, I, I didn't have a problem with it. I don't know if I don't know how Paul felt. I, I, I think it's cool. I'm cool with it. Oh and- no, I, I totally agree with you, man. It, it had that, you know, memorial vibe, but it was also just they did respect correctly. It, you know, every like little minor downtime they were showing the Abbott brothers all that behind the scenes and all that, and I thought that was really cool and. Just hearing them play was just, you could hear the difference because, like you said, Zach is Zach and he's not Dimebag, right. but it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt it at all either. And and it was just incredible. I was like just mesmerized, just finally getting to see them play. I mean, unfortunately, when they were big, that's when I had my kids. So that just was not the time. And the fact that I was able to finally see them, was, it, was, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think it. I think it's it's obviously not perfect, but I, I felt the same way I felt about like the ending of Game of Thrones. Like the get the last season of Game of Thrones was obviously kind of not great, but I still got to watch a dragon nuclear bomb a city. So this isn't too bad. But so you, you know what I mean? Like like it, people shit on Game of Thrones the last season, but like super crazy sci-fi or fantasy was still the biggest thing, which I thought was cool. So even though it's obviously not like perfect Pantera, it's still really great to go to a big arena with 20,000 metalheads and scream five right. minutes alone. Right. Like that's a cool thing. Yes. Cool thing. So yes. I, I, I enjoyed both the shows a lot. That was really good. So yeah, man. Do you got any more like shows uh, for 97 underground coming up? Like, uh, you know, like the concerts and stuff like that that you put out? Oh, um, well we got some, we got, we actually, there's a, they, they're actually starting to book decent hard rock and metal shows at the Charlestown, West Virginia Casino Theater, which is okay. like not where you expect good metal. Yeah. But uh, we're actually going to be doing uh, we're going to be doing the Extreme and Living Color show when that rolls through. Really? Uh, Testament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be good. Um, we've actually we've actually started. We have a monthly metal night now at a at a bar, small bar club music venue just outside of Baltimore and Catonsville. So uh, once a month, we're in there actually live broadcasting from the club while the bands are playing and, and all. So that's kind of cool. It's kind of nice to have a, a local place to go and broadcast from. Cause you know, like we're, we're, a, we're a streaming radio station and the studios mm-hmm. in someone's basement. So right, it's cool. Right, right. It's cool to go out. So yeah, it's nice to have a connection with the, the local bands that are playing. Um, and then uh, what's the other big one we have coming up? I said Testament. Um, oh, uh, Zach, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, January 3rd at Ramshead live in Baltimore. We're helping, uh, promote Zach Sabbath, so that'll be cool. Oh, okay. um, oh, cool. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. See Zach again. See him overplay on Black Sabbath. But again, I'll be happy. I'll be happy to 
you see it. You know what I mean? Like it'll be yeah. fun, right? Yeah. So uh yeah, 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 man. Just uh still rolling. Um, like I said, got to two hundred episodes this year, which is cool. I'm still catching up on putting the old episodes up online. Because right. <laughs> that's a that's a bear. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, life is good. And like I said, new music to play and just looking forward to 2024, man. Yeah, you do a lot of stuff. Like, see, Victor, he's felt a little like he's getting overwhelmed a little bit and kind of getting tired of doing this stuff. Have you felt like that? Because you've been doing this and you do so much stuff between the well, we podcast doing... and that. So, well, we slowed down. We haven't done many podcasts this year, but I, I was doing two shows because I was doing a show with another friend of mine that was all like, we it was called the Metal Mission and it was like, it was like early heavy metal and proto metal. And, and that was a lot of fun. But th- we, we really try to do a lot of research on that show. So, we were always trying to find obscure bands like bands like Toad and Mitzinger and Head East. I mean, we really like looked for like obscure early hard rock, early heavy metal bands. Mm. Uh, and he actually got a, a, a he got a, um, a, a promotion as job. So we couldn't he couldn't do it anymore. And I would say it's nice not having to do two shows a week, <laughs> you know, because oh, yeah. I self-produce them here. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I, yeah, it's it, yeah, the burn is real, especially people that we said that have been doing it. This yeah. Mr. CD collector said five years, and it's a it, it takes a while to you got to think about you know coming up with new content and not saying the same shit all the time and not playing the same bands all the time. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's still fun, man. It's still fun. I life life's kind of been. I've had some health issues with my wife and stuff this year, so I haven't been able to get out as much and and I go to shows and come home quickly, but um definitely looking forward to 2024 and 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 keeping it going I, I the burn is real but i don't know man music it sounds corny but music keeps you going you know you want to play it does. It you want to hear it you yeah, know yeah. you want to see it so oh yeah yeah i think it's, you know it's corny thing I, to I, say with a bunch of musicians but you know it's yeah it's true <laughs> I, I, there's days i feel like there's weeks i feel like when we go do the show i don't want to do it i don't want to do it but then when i get together with lou and manny and, and greg and he just left uh when i get together with these guys it's just so fun to just you know talk to each other and it's just like a guy's night out you know and i i, I love doing it every week it's a lot of fun well so here's here's the typical metal question so i want to add this because i hopped on right when lee was talking is um if, if those of you guys that are king diamond or merciful fate fans what's the song that got you into them you know because there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a of a threshold to, to listen to that because you got to accept the harsher vocals and all because i was a late comer to merciful fate and king diamond and it was only a couple years ago that i finally got into them and i, and I was a specific song but i just wanted to ask everybody if anybody here well, what was the your song that got you song? into king diamond or, or merciful fate whatever what what broke the ice go ahead lee i'll start um go, go ahead man i uh I, bro- I bought the uh <laughs> don't break the oath as a blind buy because i liked the cover i didn't have melissa and i love the riffs right away as far as the vocals first i hated them but i kept listening to them because it fascinated me so and this is what year did that album come out lou what year did that album come out what album uh don't break the oath 84 i think yeah. So I bought that in 85 a year after it came out. So um, I was already into Venom, but but this sounded nothing like Venom. For one thing, these guys didn't sound like they met their instruments on a blind date. And I, uh, <laughs> but but I really, really, I really like the, uh, I really like the music. The vocals kind of turned me off at first. As far as the lyrics, I never believed in any of that satanic shit so to me it was like a horror movie come to life so in a way for me it was a blind buy just find the album 
I guess particular song used to fascinate me was Into the Coven, but I don't remember if it's on that album or the No, that's on Melissa. Yeah, okay. But that was later on. I think uh, Don't Break the Oath, I just kind of took it as a whole, you know, because I would listen to it from beginning to end. Anyway, that's my two cents. It was it was Don't Break the Oath for me as well. Um, some guy suggested to me in, in class one day, and I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And it was the same thing. I loved the music, the vocals I was shaky on, but I was really into all that dark stuff. So the lyrics hit me and I was like, yo, this is something I can get with. And after that, I found the, uh, you know, I found Melissa and then it was on from there. And then when King dropped um, Abigail and, and Fatal Portrait, I was sold. That was it. I was good to go. Yeah. Alex, are you a fan of King Diamond, Merciful Fate? Um, I'm newer to okay. Mercy Plate and King Diamond. My first, I got to go in for my first experience though. Uh, so I grew up at this town called Pleasant Ridge, which is a suburb of Detroit and it's an upper middle-class suburb. Uh, and I was hitting some garage sales one time and somebody had a 12 inch of no presents for Christmas. Oh, wow. <laughs> and somebody wrote in like red ballpoint pen. I think this is a joke. I think you would think it was funny. Love somebody. I didn't know what the hell it was. And this was summertime. So I go home and jump on the computer and check it out. I'm like, this is fascinating. So, uh, yeah, that was my first uh, toe dip into wow. the King Diamond world. <laughs> really but, cool. But uh, I caught Merciful Fate uh, back on the tour last year, and the show was fucking amazing. It was so, awesome. Yeah. Really yeah. Great show. What about you, Victor? Uh, almost identical story to Manny. Um, yeah, it was a blind... You know, I think friends had talked about about the band and I had read about, you know, read about Merciful Fate a lot and a lot of bands I loved were influenced by them. But um, yeah, just blind, kind of a blind, you know, I was at a record store somewhere and thought, oh, yeah, this is a cool cover. I got to check this out. And yeah, same thing. I was like, as soon as he started singing, I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that, but it it, it grew on me and, and now I've grown to love it. And um, yeah, I know I'm a massive fan. In fact, uh, one of my fondest memories was seeing um, King Diamond on Halloween night uh, several years back. That was pretty. And then also taking my daughter. And I think it was it wasn't her first rock concert, but it was one of her first. And I took her to King Diamond, and she loved it. So yeah, a lot wow. of, a lot of fun. yeah, a lot of good memories. And but yeah, really, really cool. What about you, Lee? I'm kind of the same with the story, except for me, it was uh, uh, Melissa. Okay. Uh, blind buy in a record store saw that album cover uh and bought it evil of course is the first song i ever heard by the band mm. uh, same sentiment i hated the freaking vocals i thought what the hell is this man I, <laughs> i'm like a bruce dickinson guy jeff tate right and yeah. what the hell is this man uh, but it grew on me um but the song probably uh satan's fall where he's you know oh, yeah. exaggerating the you know ah! And that's really a, a probably the song <laughs> that hooked me and it was the musicianship on the record the musicianship the writing the guitar tone everything was just killer about the band man yeah definitely yeah uh lou uh my brother had uh them on cassette my late brother mike god god rest your soul and the first song i heard was welcome home and i got scared and I didn't listen to King Diamond for another 10 years. Uh, 
it wasn't until uh garage inc so i had to thank metallica for that when they did that merciful fate medley and i was like well this the songs are good but this this is the same guy king diamond and i went and got melissa because i was like i want to hear these songs the way they were originally written and i was like shit blows metallica away and uh since then i've been a uh, hardcore fan ever since Cool. King, okay. King made a lot of money on that, though, by the way. That uh, generated a lot of income from the Metallica. Oh, yeah. I think he bought uh, his first Corvette cash wow. because yeah. of the yeah. garaging. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, right. I, yep. I think um, Brian Tatler of Diamond Head was also able to uh, make a pretty penny from uh, the M.I. Evil cover that they did. So, yeah. Um, oh, Metallica, every classic metal band's best retirement plan. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny. I, I took an Uber ride in D.C. a couple of years ago and I was drunk and talking music with the guy and the guy that the guy that said he was uh, he was um, he was uh, related to Chuck Brown, who's like the godfather of go-go music. If you know D.C., it's like endlessly repeating like polyrhythmic funk music with gang vocals. And it's like very D.C. specific. And the song Bustin' Loose was it was a chuck brown song and nelly recorded it and he's like oh yeah chuck brown's whole family is set for life because of that because of that one <laughs> that one loose in the song wow. but, but it's it's funny i you I, I mean it's interesting to ask people like how did you get into king diamond because like i i kind of liked some of the king diamond solo stuff it never clicked with me and, it, and i love rush i just I, something about the falsetto vocals i couldn't get over and a few years back a record store had a copy of a good copy of don't break the oath an old one and I thought I should own that. I mean, I'm a metal guy. I should own that album. And, I, and then mm -hmm. I finally, when I finally sat down and gave it a dedicated spin, the first couple of songs I liked, but the, it's the guitar, it's the opening of Nightmare that, that finally really? converted me. The down, da, 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 down, 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 down. I mean, that was the, for something about just hearing that, that like completely opened the door for me. For King Diamond and Merciful Fate, that one nightmare from Don't Break that's, the Oath. That's like one of my least favorite songs too. That's interesting. I love that song. I know there's really? just something about the beginning of it and the the weird timing of it and how I don't know. I just I just <clears> say, <throat> I, that's the one that that converted me over. So wow, um, Ken, Ken, I'm so sorry. I've been trying to get you in there. Huh? I've been trying what? to get you. <laughs> Are you awake? <laughs> Play some go-go music for him. Play him. We need some money. <laughs> Are you into King Diamond at all? Uh, sorry, guys. I, I have never been able to get into Merciful Fate okay, or King Ken, Diamond. His Ken, voice... Have a good night. Have a good night. Okay. Wait, wait, yeah, no, I, mean, I guess I, <laughs> I might as well say bye now. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. I, I've never been able to get, I guess as a singer, I don't know. I've never been able to get past his voice. It's just like fingernails on a blackboard for me. <laughs> I think it, we were all there at one point, but it just grew on us. It's so just, you know, it's just something to really get used to. Yeah. It's not for if everybody. I, if I got to, if I got to like spend a lot of time trying to get, you know, used to, yeah, I might eventually, yeah, I, I move on. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I like his makeup. Yeah. Do you, uh, you ever think about cool. putting makeup on? Because you're a singer with the band Absalon. Do you ever think of putting some makeup on? And... Well, I, it, back in the day, I wore makeup. Not I like did. that. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, but I, I yeah, wait, back back in the day. <laughs> well, I know you wore, I wore, a, wore a wig, but what kind of makeup did you wear? Eyeliner? 
Lipstick? Eyeliner and stuff like that. Really? Anything Gene Simmons would have sued you over. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. Well, actually, even in Absalon, I I still would wear, you know, some eyeliner and stuff like that just to bring my 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 beautiful face out. Right. Yeah. I just look scary. (laughs) (laughs) So, but uh, yeah. So now I never was could get into King Diamond. So Mm. kind of left out in the cold here. Yeah, you are. But uh, you ha- you do have some exciting news. You is it t- today or tomorrow? You're getting a new house. Oh yeah, we close tomorrow on a... close tomorrow. Well, congratulations. Yeah, Congrats. big Man. big giant. I don't know how this this house kind of fell into our lap. The uh, got it got it for a good price and big big giant, almost six thousand square foot, southern style neoclassical architecture house wow. 110 years old wow oh wow. you got a lot of work on your oh hands. that's but cool that's, that's all awesome. and the rooms are huge so we're going to have it's going to be great for our studio you know to, to have the one room one big room so yeah. plenty of room for the studio and it's also and then, a great oh. house to play king diamond in before right. you put <laughs> furniture inside <laughs> i'll the basement of this house would definitely fit. King Diamond would fit. It's looks like an old fort down there with brick and big archways and reverberate King Diamond on the walls and that, <laughs> Either that or Wayne Gacy. Stuff. Yeah, I, uh, you know it. It's funny. A couple of Florida boys on here that I spent twenty eight years in Florida. I lived in Bushnell. I know Bushnell, man. I was up in the, um, well, it was Floral City area, Istachata. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. Bushnell, uh, right off 75. Yeah. I know that. Yep. Exit, I mean, uh, right Denver. an hour between Tampa and uh, Orlando. That's yeah, where my uh, my father's buried in Bushnell Cemetery. He was a Korean War vet, so he's buried there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah I know so. where that cemetery is. Yeah. Gentlemen, I'm going to let you fly. And uh, it was nice meeting all of you. Wayne, I'd say it's a pleasure, but it rarely is. But I will see you at the next podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You're another one. All right. Later, man. All right. We're off next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll see Wayne tomorrow on uh, Almost Human. See you next year. All right. See you. Oh, but, but I, I got to dip out too. Best of luck. Good to see all of you guys again. And uh, I will Wait. be featuring Severed Angel on Zombie Rituals. Be- Best before you leave, Scott, Alex, do you still do your Saturday band? Night, so. uh, yeah, we're kind of on hiatus right now. My bass player just had a fourth kid. My singer just got divorced. So we're on ice for the time. Well, you should being. still send Scott some of your music because I don't think Scott right. has any of your. Yes. yes, please do. I will. Uh, here, I'll put. Uh, God, I hope your wife is feeling better, man. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's on the men. She's on the men. It's been yeah. a, it's been a rough. It's good to hear. Rough, but she's on the men, so that's good. Um, but yes, if anybody, Alex or anybody, uh, Wayne, you have my email, so please, yeah. uh, distribute my email. Always looking to play any new music. The, the more the merrier. So please send it to me. Uh, and Zombie Ritual Saturday nights, seven p.m. on ninety-seven underground.com. Five, almost five years in the game now. So please oh, yeah. send me Congrats. send me music to play. Please, I need more music. I'm running out. So, cool. uh, yeah, thanks again, guys. Happy, Thanks for uh, coming on. Happy New Year to you all. Good seeing uh, of you. Cheers. Later, bro.
Uh, Ken, now you've had some really big news coming, uh, well, starting this year. You're working with two really great musicians. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, 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 you know, they're pretty good. Um, Especially the drummer. I think the drummer is probably like the best drummer on earth. Not oh, maybe not as good as Lee. Christ. Not as good as Lee, but I'm close. Uh, this oh this drum is pretty close. It's getting deep. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I had to. He, he was like my third or fourth choice. The other guys wouldn't do it. Are and, you going to uh, ask Alex too? But Alex was busy. He was busy yeah, doing sorry. a CD. He was busy yeah. uh, buying CDs. So I, I kind of, you know, <laughs> I finally just said, yeah, okay, okay, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man. Poor right. Wayne. Bless your heart. Yeah. In the South, that means go fuck yourself, Wayne. <laughs> I guess I know exactly what he meant. <clears throat> no, no. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got a a a pretty pretty darn good drummer and guitarist on the on on the, this album coming up. So and if you all want, it's Wayne. Yeah, it's me. If you have figured that shock. out, big shock. It's oh, me. Damn it, you ruined. <laughs> yeah, nobody's gonna buy it now. <laughs> yeah, you lost any chance now, buddy. That album's <laughs> done. You might as well just trash it now. Forget it. Now it's too late. Now just about done. <laughs> but tell tell everybody about Absalom. You this is uh, the third album we're working on, right? Yeah. Um, Absalon started in Florida. Um, we played all over Orlando and the on the coast of West Palm Beach and places like that. But um, starting 2013, put out our, our debut album and um, did really well. And last year, after a long hiatus, uh, I put out the, the second one. Um, and now I'm working on the third one and I'm so, so far. Yeah. And I know that, you know, I got a couple of severed angel dudes working on it with me, but, um, <laughs> I, I have, I have to say, my condolences. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have to say this is going to, this Absalon album is going to blow the other two away. Um, it it's it's sounding i think anyway of course i'm a little too close to it i guess but um it's sounding i think fantastic um you know if you like traditional melodic heavy metal you know kind of judas priest uh queen's reich um you'll like i think people like this one so but yeah it's it's been a lot of fun, you know. I Severed Angel's been kind of like uh, just hanging around, waiting to do our next album. So I'm I'm glad that um, you know your drummer that you were gonna have do it. Unfortunately, he couldn't do it, and then you asked me, and then I'm I'm glad because I I love recording. You know, it'd be nice to play out and do shows once in a while, but I, I think I I like sitting home. I don't have to drag my stuff anywhere i can just you know just get files sent to me and i can just work on uh, at home whenever i feel like doing it and uh it's a lot of fun and it's been a lot of fun uh, recording these songs because seven angels got a little progressive thing going on so sometimes i'm like mm. uh you know i gotta figure these 
parts out or whatever because Lou is always going to do something. I know. I know. I, I can't help how I write. Yeah. <laughs> it is what and it then is. And then Alex, too. Alex throws his stuff in there, too. So I'm like, oh, God. But, the, you know, Ken, you got, <laughs> you know, the stuff that it's more traditional metal, like you said. And, and that's 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 my roots. So I know I don't even have to listen to what Alex does on guitar. I already know what I'm going to play. So it's just it's well, just very natural for me to play. I mean, I, I, I really, you know, in all, in all seriousness, I, I've, I've got to say that, uh, you know, you and you and Alex saved this project um for everyone else uh, i had a uh, the guitar player that was working with me he he did the uh, all the guitar work on the last album and he was supposed to do this album um a guy uh in germany and uh he bailed on me um suddenly after six months of working with him and i got one song and then he just got up and couldn't do it. And uh, uh, Wayne Wayne was already uh, was going to do the drums, but um, then Alex stepped in to do the guitars. Um, so if it, if it hadn't been for uh, you know you two guys, uh, there there wouldn't be a third album. I, I you know there, there's other musicians I could have reached out to, but um, I, I don't think any of them would have brought the sound and and i really think you guys have helped create what i think is the absalon sound now um as because the 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 first two albums especially the first album i was purposely trying to go queen's right um and so i wrote the songs in in a queen's right band of course i the way i sang um you know but this one other than still the way I sing, um, <laughs> it it sounds. It th- this is the sound, I think, yeah. is what I was looking for with the last album. But you know, I I got somewhere between Queensrÿche and Europe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, I didn't get quite exactly what I wanted, um, so I'm I'm really happy with. It. I'm excited. I can't wait to put it out. Let Me neither, man. Hear. I can't so wait would, to hear. What would you say, say that? Would you say that this now is? going to be your signature sound i think so i i really the more i've listened to the songs we've, we've got one more song to, to to do um and the more i listen to the songs that we've got done you know it's just it's hard to explain it there's a a vibe i mean there's a judas priest a la the queen's right vibe to it but mm-hmm. because of the way Alex and Wayne play it doesn't specifically sound just or you oh you guys just sound like Judas Priest oh you just sound like Queens right it sounds different you know you get, you get the influence but not the the oh he's a copycat yeah yeah, yeah. And, and they they brought that to the music and it's like um and the more I listen to the songs it's like this this is what Absalon should sound like you know, uh, it it just has a lot of power, um, a lot of energy. All the songs, just uh, even the kind of ballady song, still there's just energy to it. And um, I'm I'm really happy with, and you know, I said, me and my wife were talking about it earlier that um, if it hadn't been for me being on Slip Trick Record, I right. would have never met Wayne and Alex. So. Yeah. 
That's oh, the only wow. reason I. That's the only reason I can see that I was on that label. <laughs> that label so has you guys. More, that label has screwed more people than Peter North on set. Oh, <laughs> oh. I tell I tell you what. Um, but there was a the, the I look back now and there was a reason why I went with Slip Trick. So there it is. It's I funny because we were we were Facebook friends before. I even knew like you were in a band. I just thought you were just some guy that just you know, yeah. messed, you know, friended me or whatever. We talked a little bit, not not nothing major, or whatever. But then when I was going through the slip trick thing and uh, you know started talking to you, and then you were like, "We're friends on Facebook." I'm like, "Wait a minute, what?" And then yeah, we were. Yeah. Up uh, yeah, uh, I, update uh, by the way, uh, Harry, the great Harry Barnett, the uh, the cat is safe. Just in case anybody was wondering. Oh, <laughs> nice. oh, wonderful. Hey fellas, I got to jump off. Uh, thanks for having me on. It was good chatting with you guys. Nice yes, Alex, it. thank you so much for coming Later, on. Show. I want to have you on the show by yourself at some point. And uh, I want to get some of these other guys, too, on your show, too, because like Manny said, he's, he's got a huge collection. Even Lou, he's got a collection. And so many people uh, you should have on your show. Yeah, man, for sure. I got to get you back on, too. Yes, definitely. And, and, dude, thank you for doing the phone and thing. That was awesome. Yeah, no problem. No okay. problem. Anything. All right, fellas. Yeah, good one. All right, Cheers. you too. Great. By the way, uh, Wayne, I just want to give a shout out to Alex Rapetti of Severed Angel and Absalon. No, today's his birthday. Oh, okay, fine. So, happy, happy birthday, birthday Alex. What's that? Yeah, happy oh. birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Alex. Um, what well, before I cut you off, Ken, what were you saying? I don't know. All right, Paul, <laughs> signature Absalon sound slip trick records. Oh, or yeah, I like to call I, them suck dick records. Anyway, like, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, the update of the cat. I just want to make sure everybody knew about that. Yeah, and the cat's safe. It, so yeah, so yeah, that's that's the story. Speaking Slip of cats, so you you got a cat as well, a, a new Maine Coon. Oh, brother, we got. Well, I know you probably got like a hundred cats over there, but we're we're the new we're, one. Did you want to talk about cat people? We got we have a lot of cats. And we got two <laughs> main coons. Yeah. It, it's kind of scary walking to our house. <laughs> and it's not just because you're there. It's that's all I'm that's all I'm gonna say about that. I'll start thinking, man, this guy's weird. <laughs> it, it can't be worse than having sixteen dogs at the house, so don't tell Why, me you, you got sixteen oh. dogs. Yeah, my no. uh, my my um son-in-law, he breeds dogs, and right now we have sixteen dogs plus a litter of ten puppies at the house. <laughs> Isn't that illegal? I only have one dog. Yeah, it's legal. Everything's on above board. You're in Pennsylvania. Anything's legal over there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, except for does weed, he look Amish though. to you? <laughs> What kind of? It's got the. Hey, I live near the. Um, I mean, since I moved to the rural part of the, the the state, I'm I'm learning a whole bunch of stuff. Life is definitely different out here than in when I lived in Philly. So, I would after so. five years, I'm finally used to it. Yeah. <laughs> I I've been seeing like all the videos of uh, of Philly, and it's just like, God damn, these people just just the, the drug. Uh, pen, epidemic, I guess uh, that's going. That on was there. that just, was my neighborhood. Yeah. That's where really? I grew up. Wow! And it was not like that when I grew up there. It was not nothing. Yeah, it was always a rough neighborhood. It's always tough, you know. But everybody minded their business, and they they you know if you did stuff, you did it on the DL, and you, you did it behind closed doors. You didn't, you know. And and another thing was 
dads were involved. Like my dad and all the dads on the block, if anything happened, they dealt with it, yeah. you know, and, and that's just how it was. And then all of a sudden it just started falling apart. And mm. I, I lived there when it started falling apart and I had to get out. Yeah. Well, just be careful talking about drugs because Ken's a former cop. So just down low. <laughs> no, it's only facts. <laughs> that is Kensington now. The, it, it, is an, it is the officially the, the biggest open market drug capital of the world. Kensington is. I just got a message from Lee. Lee, you got to get out of here. Yeah, man. I, I really want to say appreciate you guys for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm really digging you, Lou. The CDs, videos, you guys, freaking great, man. I'm Thank really you. loving it. Loving I really it, appreciate man. you coming on. And we got to get you on a regular show. I haven't had you on a regular show, but I, I'm I'm glad you finally uh, showed up on this one. So it was a lot of fun having you. Yes, thanks for the invite, man. I'd I'd be happy to sit in anytime. Very cool. Very cool. You guys have a good Christmas. You too. Thank no you. Presents. Too, no. no presents. <laughs> no presents. <laughs> but uh, thanks again for having me on, you guys. No problem. Have a great New Year, Christmas, and everything else. And we'll see you. you. Too, man. We'll see you in 2024. Absolutely. And good luck with the surgery, too. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. See Talk you guys to you soon. Thank you. So, Paul, what else is going on? Well, considering I am the non musician of the uh, group here. Not much, well, man. Harry, I'm everybody just doesn't play anything either, oh, yeah. so you're you're the second. Oh. I'm right there with you, buddy. Oh, all right. I don't feel <laughs> as bad now. I'm sitting here listening to him talk about all these drum kits and stuff, and I'm like, what? What, what, what are they talking about? What What does that even mean? A 54 Dova uh, drum kit with, you know, chicken skins. I don't know, man. Chicken. It's, it's all... <laughs> But I'm just, I'm, I'm, oh, is that what it? I don't know. I think that's what could be. I don't know. You could tell me anything, Lou, and I'd be like, yeah, okay. Dude, I'm not a drummer. I don't know. I I think they are. You're still a musician. You know, it's funny. I've been playing drums for probably 20, 25 years, (laughs) maybe something like that, and I have no idea anything about drums. Not a thing. Really? And it shows in your playing way. It it really does. (laughs) I knew it was coming. It really does. Well, he just gave you the softball there, Lou. (laughs) <laughs> I, I no, I I love Wayne. I mean, for God's sake, you know, we got. Well, I, I love me. Let Paul talk first, then I'll talk. Go ahead, Paul. What's been going on with you? I just, me, uh, you know, we we had a little interesting year. I, I lost my mom this year no, in really. October, which really really put a put a damper. I, I I'm just now kind of getting out of the fog and the realization. I don't mean to bring everything down, but it's like. For the first time in my life, other than my immediate, you know, my wife and kids and whatnot, I have no family anymore other than my, you know, my sisters, but I don't have any parents. I don't have any grandparents. And it's been a big adjustment for me. Like, I don't, I don't know how to, you know, my mom and dad, like my dad's been going for five years and, you know, it is what it is. But my, my, my mom was, you know, that's my mom, Yeah, yeah. you know, and. And then the loser was like, what? And it came out of nowhere. And it's just crazy. But, you know, I'm, I'm finally getting out of the fog, all that. I'm, I'm, I'm improving. You know, I got a 20-month-old granddaughter that lives with us that just keeps me on my toes. And, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still your, your, your paranormal conspiracy theory guy. Whenever you're ready, Wayne, whenever you're ready. <laughs> and, you know... 
I'm just I'm just living life, man. I, since I moved to the to the rural area of Pennsylvania, I, it's been so much better for me because I really believe I'd probably be in jail or God knows what if I stayed back in the city. Right, right. I love it out here. I mean, I got to hit another deer. You know, six deers now since I've been out here. I hit my sixth one last Friday. And what? wait, you hit one? Yeah, oh, I I hit six of them since I've been out here. Six, Actually, six seven. I hit I hit two hunting fawns. or driving. Driving. Jesus. I hit two fawns at the same same time. I hit one on each fender and. So you're helping to keep the deer population down is what you're Yeah, yeah. Saying. Like if, if I could get a license to hunt with a car, I'd be all right. <laughs> You'd be fine. Is the car still yeah. functioning? He's driving it oh, now. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, fortunate for me, it's, it's always been a work vehicle because I drive yeah. out here. I take old people around to their appointments and shopping and stuff. So, yeah, I, I just run around hitting deer. <laughs> and, you know, they haven't fired me yet, so it's okay. <laughs> That's the benefit of living out here in, in, in rural Pennsylvania. It's just like, oh, you hit a deer? No problem. Just Can the car get back to the to, to the shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I hope your no insurance problem. doesn't go up. <laughs> Again, well, I, I would well, I, I would imagine our work insurance is through the roof by now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we got a discount because I got, you know, two at the same time, but I don't know if they count it like that or not. <laughs> but it, it, it's such a different life out here man it's yeah you know it, it, we, we it's so it. calm me and my wife go to lancaster all the time and and she loves it she wants to move up there but um it's it's nice it's nice up there you know well i'm lancaster i'm still four hours away from lancaster wow that's a long ride i am i am literally two hours from pittsburgh two and a half hours i think from buffalo and like two and change from Cleveland. Wow. That's the part of that's the part of Pennsylvania. And I'm about an hour and a half from Erie. I I never realized how big Pennsylvania really is. And saying yeah. you're four hours from Lancaster, I mean that's how big Pennsylvania yeah. is. It's insane. Yeah, well, <laughs> Philly's a six-hour trip, yeah. three hundred and some odd miles. Wow, that's crazy. It's only it, two and a half hours from us. It. Yeah, it's not that far from us. No? No. No, because no. I used I used to always go to the ECW arena. And we used to take the bus. There was a bus trip from Queens to uh Philadelphia and it was not long. Oh. Damn, you and I must have run into each other, man. I was in the ECW arena for like two years, three years in a row. Like I never missed a show. Really? That's it's possible. Yeah. That place was always packed. Oh yeah. It was a fire yeah. hazard. <laughs> oh yeah, that was insane. Those are fun times. Oh yeah, you, there's not you can never be in a, in another place that had the energy of that place. No, no. Nope. And Lou, you went there not too long ago, a couple of years ago, right? With the my wife. No, I didn't go for anything wrestling related. My cousin's wife. So you went there with the Tommy Dreamers? Um... No, not at the. I never went to the ECW arena. I went to the Madhouse of Extreme, the Elks Lodge. Oh, I I've only been to the ECW arena once, and that was in 2016. My wife's cousin was fighting in an MMA match. Um, he's now an Army Ranger, and he's actually the MMA fighter that I wrote Dogs of War for. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. And uh, then I discovered um, 
G- Tony Luke's cheesesteaks, and let me just say, they're better than Pat's and Gino's. Oh, well, yeah. of course. Pat's and Gino's is nothing but a tourist trap. That's no, garbage. Yeah. See, if you go in the area sometimes, see if you can get a, a D'Alessandro's cheesesteak. Actually, one... Uh, one good cheesesteak I place, uh, I, the one good cheesesteak place I went to was Ishka Bibble. That was a really yeah. good one. Yeah, and there's a new place I've seen on Instagram. It's not in Philly. I think it's over in Jersey called Meatheads, and they're supposed to be like out of this world. That's not a Philly cheesesteak. It's in Jersey. Well, hey, you know, if 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 they got the classic, anybody can make a Philly cheesesteak. Just don't put no goddamn green peppers on it. If you look in all the stores, everybody that says they're making a, they have a Philly cheesesteak, this Philly cheesesteak, you know, whatever, they all think it has green peppers, but it doesn't. There are no, nobody gets green peppers unless you ask for them. Really? They're not natural. No. No, it's a just. A Philly cheesesteak is, is a it's simple steak, thing. Steak, cheese whiz, and onions. That's it. That's why or, you, or, that's why you order whiz whiz. Or American. Or American. Or American. Well, and then when you get the Tony Luke's, that's when you can get the uh, provolone and extra sharp, you know. Some places here, they try that. to get fancy. They try to put like Swiss cheese on it and some and some other weird yeah, cheeses. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's only Whiz cheese or American cheese. Don't put your Swiss cheese on there. And people it's Whiz with or Whiz without. That's all I know. Yeah. That's it. Whiz with, Whiz without. Or you can do American with, American without, provolone with, provolone without. It's funny they have a they have a festival up here, Oktoberfest, and a, and a Bigfoot festival up here. Mm. And the first time I went to one, I went up there and I ordered it like that. I was like, "Yo, let me get one whiz wit." And the guy looked at me for like five minutes, like I was speaking a foreign language. I'm like, "No, dude, I'm speaking American. I want a whiz wit." And he's like, "Huh?" And I was like, Fire. "My wife had to smack me." She smacked me. She says, will you stop picking with these people? They don't know no better. And I'm like, well, the guy says he has an authentic Philly cheesesteak. Make a damn authentic Philly cheesesteak. Learn how to, it should be ordered. Yeah, Wayne, <laughs> in his defense, that's fraudulent. I know. That's messed up. Thank you, Who knew, who knew you. It would be, uh, we'd be talking about cheesesteaks on this year-end Rats uh, Alvey show? Yeah, well, that's because you have be- the non-musical guy here. Because yeah. there's nothing more metal than a Philly cheesesteak from Tony Luke's. That's why. There, isn't. there you go. Is that your favorite one, Paul? Is that is Tony Luke's it? Or is there Tony a- Luke's is one of my favorite. See, growing up in Philly, you can get a great cheesesteak from a corner shop. Right. You can get one from a poppy store that's really good. So it, it people don't realize it. And it also what makes a great cheesesteak is is the roll. You yes. can't have a, a crappy roll. That's right. Yeah. Out here, one time they had Amoroso rolls out here, and they had them up at, at the Quick Fill. They have a little deli up there, and the people up here would rather eat what is more like a loaf of bread for their hoagies than on a nice Amoroso roll. They bitched about it until they changed the rolls back to the loaf of bread. Weird. Yeah. Well, that's. It's northwestern Pennsylvania. Everything's weird out here. <laughs> the first time, the first time I ordered cheese fries from around the corner, I said, "Yeah, I want extra cheese with cheese on the side." They sent me my stuff. I got the, you know, fries in the dish, and they sent me a, a cup full of mozzarella cheese. 
I said, what the hell is this? I called them up and they're like, well, you said you wanted the cheese on the side. I said, you guys don't have cheese whiz? And they're like, oh, no, we don't have that. So, God yeah, damn, that's, yuppies. That's yuppies in there, mozzarella. <laughs> Hey, uh, yeah. Paul, um, I just want to say uh, condolences to the loss of your mom. Nice. Um, you know, uh, shortly before I joined Severed Angel, I lost my mom, too. I'm sure you saw that when I uh, posted yeah. it after the funeral yeah. was over on Facebook. And, uh, you know, um, it was during that period that Wayne asked me to join. And I kept saying, nah, man, I need to get my, you know, my thoughts collected together. And, you know, once I sent him Dogs of War that's when it i realized wayne suckered me into joining the band but i will <laughs> say this um writing and recording the album uh de definitely helped me with the grieving process so i'm really happy for you that you're at least in a place where you're finding some inner peace because uh Thanks, it's, it's not easy to, it's not easy to come by thank you i yeah it was it was a rough going for a bit and as you know it's just it's just something yeah yeah, I don't think you ever can really prepare for that. Like, you really think that your parents are going to be there forever. For, right. You know, even though you know, even though you know, you know, logistics are, they're not going to be there forever. But in your mind, you still think, ah, they're invincible. They're they're going to, yeah, it'll be here forever. So. Yeah. yeah, I think we all kind of feel that way. Even even about ourselves, we don't ever think of going anywhere, you know. No, no, no. Don't even think about that. But unfortunately, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah, it's the truth. All right, Wayne, I'll stop driving 120 on the Long Island Expressway. No, 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 okay. you keep doing it. Oh, I'll keep doing that. <laughs> you okay, keep doing you. that. Yeah. The, the sooner we can get rid of you, the better. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Maybe, maybe you can go to Pennsylvania and, and uh, Paul, Paul, we can put antlers on your head and Paul can just run you over. I was going to say, could you, <laughs> can we put antlers on your head and make sure Paul's in the vicinity? <laughs> uh, just don't run over Mandir, okay, Paul? Please. We like. Yeah, Mandir. yeah, yeah. I, I, I look out for Mandir. That I can't post that on Twitter because I, I don't want to upset him. I'm killing his family. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they could be his rivals, so you never know. You might be doing him a favor. Yeah, right. Him on here depriving him of the satisfaction of taking out his enemies. Come yeah, on. Too. <laughs> but uh, it's getting late. I have a show to do. I do a, a radio show on freeworld.fm. It comes on in 10 minutes. So Rat Sound Review for the year is done. And I appreciate Victor, Ken, and Paul for coming on the show. Lou, you didn't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I seem to be connected to you by an umbilical cord, so I'm fucked. I mean, really. <laughs> but I also hey, man, appreciate it's, uh, it's been a great Alex, partnership. Who else has been on tonight? Alex was on tonight from the uh, CD Collector podcast. We had Lisa Mann. She was on for a little while. Uh, Tony um, Webster, I think his name was. Tony Webster. Yep. Really cool yeah, guy. By the way, did you, you fail to mention that I interviewed Sasha Gerstner of Halloween? I was trying to get to it, but uh, we were just talking and I was trying to get the show going. Um, who else was on? Uh, you just uh, sidetracked me. Lee Gibson Mann. was on. Uh, Scott, Evil Scott was on. Greg was on for a hot second. Greg was on for a little second. Manny was here. Yeah, we know Manny was here. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. But whoever was on one? here, if I forgot you, the great uh, one, Harry Barnett. How can I forget about? I said Lee. How can no, I forget said... about the great Harry Barnett? Uh, but again, thanks everybody for coming on. Uh, Victor, where can people go and, and hear your show? Uh, Bruise and Tunes. Uh, you can check me out on Facebook. I'm on YouTube. Just type in Bruise and Tunes. Um, yeah, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, 
the other one, whatever it's called. <laughs> he's it he's got a great I, podcast. Check it out. Yes, and, and don't and, give it up, nice Andrew. You're, you're awesome at doing, oh, thank you. yeah. doing yeah, the yeah, podcast. I'm, so. I'm kind of getting back into it. I'm kind of getting and and I well and I have to say I'm uh, in in all sincerity I'm absolutely thrilled and very very excited for the year to 2024 with with Absalon and Severed Angels com- uh, albums coming out and I will definitely want to do follow up interviews with all of you. So thank uh, you. We will be around. And Ken, anything yes. anything you want to add to the end of the show? I'm sorry I made no, you wait so long, by the way. It, it's just Oh, no. So that's okay, since I, I jumped in right at the start and kind of ruined everything. You, you did. You had your moment. Yeah. But I have to do that kind of stuff. That's my entrance. Yeah. So I'm here. But uh, no, just appreciate, appreciate you having me, uh, asking me to be on and looking forward to finishing that last song and getting this sucker out. Yes. Confession, I heard some of it. And Ken, it sounds amazing. I yes. love what I heard oh, so thanks. far. Well, yeah, that, yeah I'm that, looking forward to it. Yeah, it that's that's Wayne. Uh, you know, Wayne and Alex, man, they they've really made it. So, yeah, I can't um, wait till it's out. So it, it's been a lot of fun, and hopefully, we get another one out too. And, you know, maybe in, in, oh, there's going to be another so. one. So it'll be a lot of fun. And you guys will do it. Yeah, and, and thank. To. And thank you to the supporters of Rat Side Review. We almost got 2,000 subs this year, and we're officially monetized. So, so now oh, you have thank- to sit through commercials. <laughs> so well, <it> was, <laughs> every five minutes. But, you know, I thought it was funny when I was watching uh, the Kiss episode, then all of a sudden came up a uh, an ad for Chialis. Very <laughs> interesting stuff. But, uh, yeah, man, Rat Side Review 2024. We'll be back with more stuff. And... New Severed Angel album dropping in the spring, Skyward. Yeah. As much as I love the first album and Wayne, we love the first album, this one's going to blow it the fuck away. Yeah. And then the first video, oh, I believe, will be January, February ish. And Mandir actually did make that video for us. And it's really, really cool. And I can't awesome. wait till it's out. So, Severed Angel, that says a lot. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I might not have it. In... Oh. What's that? Oh, that's okay. Go ahead. I just wanted to say, hey, I might not have, you know, everything you guys socially, well, you know, shows or not, but hey, I just want to give a shout out. Everybody go support Goldilocks. Yes. Because she is one awesome lady. I got a chance to meet her in Titusville this year, and she is definitely everything at, that is advertised. Man. She's really an awesome human being, man. So just everybody go support her. She's awesome. Yeah, she's very cool. I was I was sad to hear that she got uh, she's off the uh, Vince Russo network now, but uh, Bro, that's, uh, don't don't get me started. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't be happy about that, but uh, Vince nah, Russo, killer well, of killer of careers, and Owen Hart. Who said that? <laughs> no, he oh. had nothing to do with that. You jerk, uh, Ken. What were you saying? You don't remember? Oh, no, I, I was just giving Severed Angel a shameless plug. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. It's about me going. Yeah, I was just saying it. They're saying a lot because I think the, the the debut album is great. So yeah, yeah. Well, next well, one's gonna be just as good. Little hint: Not the bad. first one was grieving my mom. The second one was written while I was helping my dog beat cancer. So uh, you don't fuck with my dog, and you piss me I, off when you fuck right. with my dog. 
can only That's imagine right. what this is going to be like. <laughs> wow. All right, everybody will see. Rats out review. Well, I would say dot, dot com, but I haven't updated that website in quite a while. But maybe by 2024, I will. If not, just come here, write to YouTube, and everything is just up here. And um, even the buy podcast. Merch. Yeah, buy our merch. I don't even know where it is, but just go to Rats out review. It's on that website. Maybe next year we'll have some new ones. I, I don't know. But uh, new Severed Angel video coming out. It's animated video. It's going to be really cool coming out next year. And we will see you next year on Rats Out Review. And thank you again, everybody that's been on the show tonight. Everybody that's watching. We had a lot of uh, people in the chat. I'm sorry I didn't get to everybody with a lot of stuff going on. But again, I really appreciate everybody coming and watching. Thank you all. All right. So we will see yep. you guys next cool. year. Until Merry then. Christmas. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Happy Kwanzaa and Demoni. <laughs> I need a new slogan. You do. <laughs>